Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the L-E-G-I-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I'm Murray, and I am an agent of bathtub. Blocking a tub hole tightly uplifts bubbles. I love my baths. I love sitting in a hot, bubbly bath. And for Christmas, I got, it's like the dumbest thing, but it's like a little suction cup, cup, suction cup, suction cup, uh, like disc that goes over the little tub drain. You know, okay. like, so you can, you can, do you know what I mean? Like the little, the Oh, so it like, keeps the water from going down. Yeah. So you can like, you just plop it over the drain and then you've got like another six inches of water that you can fill in the tub so now i sit in my tub and the water is like right floating right at the surface of the tub it's amazing Ooh, nice yeah so that's definitely not a suction cub which i think would be a completely different thing <laughs> yeah let's not go down that road <laughs> no but it is it's amazing it is amazing i just plop it on Soak in the tub and try not to wiggle around too much so the water doesn't like overflow onto the floor. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's like having a little hot tub, except without the jets. Oh, well, the jets are needed. (laughs) (laughs) Jets are fun, of course, but you can't have everything. No. So I'll take the deep, deep water. Mm, There you go. Deep. Yeah, totally. (laughs) That's me. And I'm Al, and this week I'm an agent of Mardi Gras, making another return, definitely into getting really awesome snacks, because this weekend, (laughs) we're going back to Universal. It's been two weeks. Time to go again. Totally. You haven't been there in weeks. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't be going this soon, but the last trip was a birthday gift for my mother, and that's when it worked out, and we always go at least once during our Mardi Gras, so, you know, time because they do like you know whole things mardi gras they have different they have stands out there with different types of food mm-hmm. and they have mardi gras parade and everything so we like to go for that one and it just worked out that this was the weekend where we got a really good deal on a hotel so we're like all right i guess well, we're going you to- have to go you have yeah. to <laughs> yeah because it's cool they have all kinds of snacks from like different um all different countries that maybe maybe not celebrating exactly mardi gras but you know whatever festival they have before lent so, like, there's stuff from, you know, all different countries. You know, Sold. European and South American. And American. North American. So, it's pretty cool. Totally sold. It sounds lovely. It will be a good time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, see, now I've got to get back down to Florida. We haven't been there yet. A long time. A long time. Well, we figured, hey, we live in this place, and it's driving distance. We might as well make use of it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, enjoy it. Enjoy it, my friend. Oh, that is the plan. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward. Absolutely. Alrighty. Well... No fancy segue, but Rebels 2. Yep, Rebels number two from 
when was that? May of 2009. Yeah. Almost 14 years ago. Yes. That sounds about right. Yep. And our cover is by Andy Clark, and it has the character, the, the Valdus type character, Tribulus, uh, shooting some lightning out of his head and smashing the ground and the snow all going all over, and Vrildox and Supergirl are flying. Yes. Oh, that's snow. Of course it is. I was thinking they were like over the waves, but you're right. It's the snow. Yeah, because they end up in uh, Antarctica. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that is true. True, true, true. It's a great cover. He's, yes. I, I, Andy Clark is a lovely artist. Yes, yeah, no, I'm really liking his work, work here. Mm-hmm. And so the story starts off with getting like a technical readout of the, uh, the place that Supergirl and Revelvox are hiding in. It's a South Pole Station, U.S., Established 1957. Upgraded 1975. Invaded 2009. <laughs> there we go. Someone's asking, because you know, there's a red cross on one of the buildings. What does the cruciform marking mean? I won't fire upon a house of worship. And that is, we see now our three uh, bounty hunters that are going after Vildox. Squall. Yep. And we have the little, I don't know what we're going to call them. I guess Frickman tags. Yes. That's yeah, the actual, yeah. I guess that's the name now. Homeworld. Hephaestus, telepathic, telekinetic. Right. And then we have our cyborg, bald cyborg guy, Gatorix. So we actually have a name for him, finally. We do. We get a name for him. It's not going to last long, but we get a name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Homeworld Zaron, he's a cyborg. Yes. And Amon Hawk, Homeworld Kundia, expert warrior. Ooh, so, he's been upgraded. He's not just a warrior. He's an expert warrior. Yeah. So Katorx is telling him the symbol denotes a medical facility squall. And Amon, of course, is being as um, sensitive as ever. Totally. Can you believe this overgrown salamander? I don't care if it's a brand nursery. Docs and the Kryptonian doom the place the moment they set foot inside. <laughs> and they fire on it with a big choom. Yeah. Blammo. But does it matter because they're flying out already? Supergirl, Kara Zor-El, Homeworld, Krypton, Flight, Strength, Heat Vision. Brainiac 2, Viral Docs, Homeworld, Kolu, Super Intelligence. And this is The First Recruit by Tony Bedard, writer, Andy Clark, artist, Jose Villaruba. Yeah, I think yeah. yeah. Colorist. Uh, I think it's Swans. Oh, there it is. It's Steve Wands. Steve Wands. Yes, that makes sense. Okay. The description on the digital version on DC Infinite, it was a little small, but I have a comic book DB up, so I'm able to read there. So it says, letter Steve Wands as Swans. Yep. Yep, that makes sense. And it says, special thanks to Mike Marks and Janelle Siegel. Hmm. For what? I am not sure. Some kind of editing, I'm sure. But anyway, as they're flying, Vildox is still unconscious, and Supergirl's yelling, Docs, wake up! Your bounty hunter friends caught up to us. Ugh. <laughs> Inside the ship, they're yelling. Iman's yelling, she's getting away! And Gartox is just, she's only putting distance between us and the humans in that outpost. She will turn and fight, believe me. 
and it will be her final act of courage as they start chasing after them. Mm-hmm. And Doc starts laughing. Supergirl's looking at him. You're laughing? Want to get the ec- the feeling that's extra bad with you? <laughs> this Supergirl is very perceptive. Yeah, she's smart. <laughs> and we go back to the uh, little mindscape inside his head where he was talking to Brainiac 5 last issue. The three but Brainiac 5. Mm-hmm. And Brainiac 5 is saying to him, you face the greatest test of your life, Brainiac 2. I fail to see any humor in it. I'm not laughing at my predicament. I'm laughing at you. You're not real, and yet you insist on addressing me as a fellow, like a fellow bioform. I do not suffer gruel, I do not suffer fools gl- gladly, Brainiac 5. I have even less patience for programs masquerading as people. And Brainiac 5 tells him, very well, I admit it. I am a data construct, a facsimile of my creator. Nevertheless, I possess Brainiac 5's full cognitive acumen. That's a 12th level intellect at your beck and call. And I'm here to warn you that our own 31st century archives contain no mention of you after this point in history. <laughs> that could be because Brainiac 5 is no longer part of DC history. <laughs> well, not that version. <laughs> no, maybe that's what he's seen. Yeah. He can't see into the past because in another year or two, he is not going to be around. Or he'll be, you know, around, but he'll be shunted off to some multiverse. Yeah. yeah. You must survive if I'm ever to be born. To that end, you, your first imperative is to gather new allies. Now, you notice Rill does not mention to him, you know, I already had a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't need me to be alive. You just need my kid to be alive. Now, of course, it's possible that Lyril is not, that he knows Lyril is not the uh, descendant. You know, what person he's descended from, maybe it's another child. Could or be. maybe maybe there's enough records lost that Brainiac, you know, Docs is like, you know what, I'm not going to say anything about a kid, because what if he goes, oh, never mind, and, you know, it's like, <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to listen, I don't not want to be at your beck and call, but I'll use any advantage I can get. <laughs> Absolutely, which would be right on par for both of them. Yeah. Anyway, Brainiac 5, well, the facsimile of Brainiac 5 continues. Fortunately, you're looking at the instruction manual for building the ideal team. And we see a bunch of shadowy shapes behind him. I'd forgotten that they did that with the three boot when they were doing the roll call. They would have them all as shadows and then only the... Only a couple would step out of the shadows that were actually in the in the, in issue. the story. Yeah, yeah was I, I kind of cool, remember that. Mm-hmm, I had forgotten that just until this moment, but that was a great way to kind of. Now, since they're all, sh- I mean, they're technically not in shadows. They're all in like a like universe. Like the universe is the you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a star fieldy mm-hmm, shapes. Mm-hmm. They all look like Starboy's costume. Yes, <laughs> that's true. So my that question is, is this. true. Does this mm-hmm. count as foreheads only? Uh, forehead shadows. <laughs> well, I mean, their foreheads are in shadows. I mean, all everyone take a drink. Shadow. <laughs> take a lot of drinks. There's a whole bunch of them here. That's right. That is right. A whole bunch of forehead shadows. But yeah, so Brainiac 5 continues. Brainiac 5 presents his ancestor with the complete personnel files of the Legion of Superheroes. Follow this template and you maximize your chance of success. I will not be led by the nose. Don't be obtuse, Brainiac 2. The entity who stole Legion from you is no common foe. In fact, you're up against something an order of magnitude beyond anything you have ever faced. 
Docs is still, of course, playing his games. One, mm-hmm. stop calling me Brainiac. Two, two, tell me who upstripped my command. But Brainy Brainy Five doesn't tell him. Everything you need <laughs> to know is right here. These avatars contain the complete histories of every Legionnaire, their powers, origins, enemies, enough information to help you assemble your own Legion. Aren't you concerned that giving me such knowledge might change future history? That's eh, too late. Ray changed. <laughs> Jeff Johns already got involved. It's changed. That's right. It's read-only memory. You cannot share with anyone. The data is locked in your mind. But you can inform yourself and take action. I only hope that is enough. You already have Supergirl. I'll help with the rest if you survive the next few moments. And Super outside. we're now back outside in the real world, and Supergirl's still flying with him. And Vril's saying, we have to work together. Are you willing to trust me? You're awake? I was afraid you'd... Uh, as as Tribulus lands on her back. Mm-hmm. Ouch. And we get the tag. Tribulus, homeworld unknown. Super strength, mental lightning. Yes. And they fall to the ground, and he's yelling at her, keep him occupied. But then, as uh, he's like kind of frozen, and we see a telep- telepathic bubble. No Vril docks. You will not escape again as the ship lands and the three guys run out. And Gatorix is yelling, remember, Hawk, we only get paid if we bring him back whole. I am not a child, Gatorix. <laughs> anyway, Gatorix is yelling, to, but he doesn't care about Supergirl, so he says, now Tribulus, kill her. And over by Vroldox, Skrull has him, you know, telekinetically held. He's saying, cuff him quickly. Cannot hold him long. You are as weak as you are foul-smelling. And he puts the cuffs on Vrildox. Amon Hawk, you were once among Legion's best and brightest. What happened? You did, Docs. You ruined my life. Like everything you touch. Mm. I mean, before I was wondering where there was more mind control again. That answer, though, you know, yeah, could go either way. Fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He could have had that opinion, even if he was mind-controlled. He could have had that opinion beforehand. Absolutely. Anyway, Squall's telling him, get him on board. And once we collect our bounty, may I never lay eyes on any of you again. Anyway, Vril's looking over what, uh, you know, the uh, gun that's attached you know, on Amon's arm. It says, Mark 9 plasma sleeve. You know the problem with those things? Huh? Crack the zip coil and they overload and he kicks it really hard. You stupid son of a bowel worm, as we can see the thing lighting up like it's going to blow. I can always vent energy by pulling the trigger. And he takes aim, and Skull's saying, Hawk, no, the reward! Screw the reward! And Doc's ducks. And he had run just right, he had just run behind Gratorix, so... We learned his name, now we don't need his name, because the thing went right through his chest. And And he's dead. Yep. And so, Tribulus. Yeah. Not sorry, a big, I was just going to say, not a big loss. We get a name for him. I don't think he was named last issue, but... No, he wasn't. <laughs> yeah. He gets to name this issue, and goodbye. <laughs> I finally get named. Oh, good. That means I'm... Ah, oh, crap. I'm That's dead. right. You're a red shirt. <laughs> He's like terror on Buffy when she finally gets in the opening credits. <laughs> that's true just to die that episode yeah yeah 
Gortera. But anyways. <laughs> and Tribulus reacts to this. He like calms for a second. He's like, huh? And then he really starts screaming and the lightning going all over. Arr! Yeah, he's going wild. And now he's chasing after Skull and Hawk. And Skrull's yelling, idiot, Gratorx is all that restrained him. And meanwhile, Rildox is doing something with whatever's on the back of Gratorx's head, going, yes, this will do. And he pulls like a little node out that has like a little, uh, looks like a little circle with like a little uh, pipe sticking out of it, so to speak. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a earbud. An earbud for your brain. Yeah. And while in the background, uh, Tribulus is like throwing Hawk and Skrull around. (laughs) <laughs> he's telling Supergirl insert this in the back of my head as if use your x-ray vision to nestle it precisely between the cortical hemispheres just above the cerebellum quickly or we're both dead and ooh, she sticks that right through his skull into his head Ugh. yeah Creepy. gross and Tribulus gross. is running towards them but he tells him Verl tells him stop friend all is well and Tribulus stops and Supergirl's like looking that. at him. Yeah, Supergirl's looking at him. It's a remote control? I recognize it on the cyborg when they tra- attacked Metropolis. And now forgive me, but we must be going. Your pardon, this is over. As Tribulus zaps Supergirl with his light, mental lightning. And they walk to the ship, and he says, Come, Tribulus, we have much to do. And inside the ship... He can now see Brainiac 5 outside of the mindscape. He looks like he's standing in the ship. He's Brainiac 5 yelling at him. Have you gone mad? You can't betray your first recruit. You've <laughs> externalized. How annoying. She isn't my first recruit. Tribulus is. But the Legion personnel files reference a group called the Fatal Five and a being of unparalleled strength called Validus. That's the kind of power I want at my side. Unquestioning and unmerciful. But did you have to hurt Supergirl? <laughs> she would never have allowed me to abscond with the creature who attacked her city, and she will recover. You, on the other hand, have overstayed your welcome. I will use your personal files to build the rest of my strike team, but I will do so my way. Now kindly deactivate. And they fly away, leaving everyone in Antarctica. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know if Katorx is dead, because we have a little bubble coming Oh, that's the- right. He is kind of uh, groaning. Interesting. So I guess I yeah, you know what? I assumed he was dead because so did I. The blast went right through his body, but I guess since he's like a cyborg, maybe maybe I guess depends where his know, organs are important, you know, important organs are and what's been replaced. Totally. That I mean, cause, is true. Cuz I guess you could shoot a hole through cyborg's chest and he might be deacted down for a while, but doesn't mean he's dead. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It just means they're going to put him in a coma. And Anyway, do you remember? You remember that. You remember that from Titan's Hunt. Didn't oh, he yeah. Get, like blasted and comic-fied and then came back he, as a... He's like a robot. Yeah. A little yeah. zombie cyborg. Yeah, he had no mental... His brain did not work anymore for a while. No. But that's okay. They've forgotten all about that. He got better. Totally, he did. <laughs> and he became Robot Man 3 for a while. That's true. Yes. Huh. It was a JLA Titans. 
Yes. But that's yeah. another story. That's a right whole now, other story. Mm-hmm. We have moved to, as it tells us from the Encyclopedia Galactica, Ran Nebula, original location of the planet Ran. Because this is either just before or after Infinite Crisis. Right? Just before. Maybe after? Wasn't that like seven? I want to say it was just just before, maybe, but I could be totally wrong. I could be totally wrong. Let's check. End. End. It. Crisis. Oh, yeah, 2005 to 6. Really? Oh, so this is well after Infinite Crisis. But I know, was that one of the things of Infinite Crisis that, like, Rand had been moved or something? That's what was, like, uh, part of that Rand-Denegar war? Yeah, there was lots going on there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess it never went back towards, at least as of this point, it was not put back. No. no. But anyway, in the Rand Nebula, we see what I'm assuming is the Omega Men ship, because it is a spaceship shaped like a giant Omega. Symbol. And yes. then you see somebody inside saying, you really think Legion won't point centuries along this stretch of their frontier? And we it's Tigor. So, yeah, it is the Omega Men. Yes, it is. They hit us off everywhere else. We tried to escape. Everywhere else we tried to escape. This looks like our best shop. I figure the Zeta, radi- I figure the Zeta rad- radiation here will keep their robo-troops away. And whichever one of them is... Uh, Kind of has like the the head that looks like a viewmaster. <laughs> um. Oh, what is his name? I've forgotten. I've forgotten. It's, yeah, I've no uh, idea. I don't know either. But he's saying, "True, it's hard enough for me being here, and I'm only quasi mechanoid." And they have what I think is a Tamaranian. Yeah. From you know Starfire's planet, he's, say, yep. he's saying, "You know, we hear in the background, free creep." Got a ship going some liminal off our bow. Frag damn it, power up ion cannons. And then there's a reply from the other ship. Hold your fire, Omega Men. I'm a friend. And Tigor's looking at him on the screen, and it's Vril Dox. Mm-hmm. If you're a friend, our standards are slipping. How very droll, Tigor. Since you were exist since you were exiting Legion space, you must be aware of what's transpired there. We know you ain't charged no more. We know your girl computer put a price in your head, too. Half the bounty hunters in the spiral arm must be looking for you. So how exactly did you screw the pooch? An <laughs> unknown party commandeered Silica before I knew what was happening. Through her, he gained control of my troopers. Ah, the green genius finally got outsmarted. What matters now is that 83 captive worlds out there paid me to protect them, and I will honor their contracts. Help me liberate them. What can I do? Even if you offered a zillion intercreds, it's all I can do to escape. Not you, Tigor. The only one I really need is Elu. And Elu is the Omega Man that just looks like a little glowing orb. And speaks in some alien language, but we get translation. So he's saying, and I'm just going to try and bother with the uh, <laughs> gobbledygook. Yeah, no, fair enough. I'm just going to read the translation. Me? A well-staged surprise attack on my headquarters on Maltus could regain control of my peacekeepers. But it will take raw power, and you, Elu, are a living cosmic storm. You could fry Silica's core with ease. 
Maybe I could. But then I think of all the times you didn't help us against our enemies. And I think maybe we'll just raid Maltus ourselves, steal your robot army, crush the Spyro Guild, and sell what's left back to you. Sounds a little grandiose for your group. Tigor's enjoying this now. He's smiling. Not considering the Omega Man got started by overthrowing the Citadel Empire. And Dox is, you know, he looks a little disappointed. Is your vessel still as fast as I recall? Why are you asking? And Dox goes to the radio. Gratorix to Legion Border Control Patrol. Request immediate backup in the Red Nebula. And then he tells uh, Tigor, they'll be here in 3.7 seconds. Your best bet is to make for Oa. Oh, you <laughs> son of a fraggin. <laughs> you should have said yes. <laughs> and there's a Legion ship already showing up with all those robots on there. Vessel Gratorix, proceed directly to Maltus. Vessel Omega, you have 72 outstanding warrants. Power down and prepare to be boarded. Imvril's flying away and Tigor's yelling back at him. This ain't over, Greeny. Of course it is in Tigor. It ends with my authority restored and you locked in one of my jails. Navcom, set course for Starhaven. All right. Check out a Legion homeworld. Yep. 21st and, century. And we're getting something. I'm assuming it's from the Cyclopedia Galactica, Galactica again. It says, seven centuries ago, Arthranian gene farmers abducted the Anazi tribe of Earth and hid them far from prying eyes. Soon after, Arathia fell to the Spider Guild. Their experimental colony, Starhaven, was lost to history. Its inhabitants thrived, long accustomed to living on limited resources. And we see it's in these domes, but inside the domes, the buildings kind of look more like a... I forget what they're called, but it's like a lot of what the Native American homes would look like in the American Southwest, like Pueblos, I'm going to say. But that's yeah, a Spanish I think name. that's the word that's coming to mind, actually. Yeah, but I'm, I mean, that's a Spanish name, so I'm not sure if that's the word for like stuff that the you know, Spanish settlers mm. used back then. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But you're right. I, I, know, I don't know the word. I just know I don't think that's the right one. <laughs> but <laughs> that kind of buildings. And they're yeah. all flying. They all have wings. Yes. And today, Encyclopedia Galactica continues, today, the genetic alterations their captors introduced have yielded rather spectacular results. Yes, like they're all, it's all a whole colony of angel from the X-Men. <laughs> That's true. That is and, true. And Dox has landed, and he's now sitting, talking before their chief. My thanks for your hospitality, Chief Night Sky. I know you receive few visitors. You claim to have visit, visited the land of my father's. Indeed, and it pains me to inform you that on Earth, your people are presumed extinct. If only your ancestors could see what you've become. You were truly breathtaking, while the neighbors you left behind on Earth are beaten, broken people. I don't know how many native people are like that, but then again, doesn't matter if it's true or not. The point is, Vril is just saying these things to butter this guy up, because he wants that something. That is exactly it. I mean, there's only one reason Vroldox will ever say anything complimentary. It's because he wants you to give him something. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. matter if the complimentary thing is true or not. He'll say what he thinks you will want to hear. Exactly. And Chief Night Sky says, you speak with respect, Green Man, but we have been lied to before. What do you want from us? I'm a scientist, but not like those who brought, made this place. They sought the profit from your genetic potential. 
I wish only to learn what new glories your tribe might one day manifest. Oh, yeah, that BS meter better be running, shooting up right now. <laughs> totally. Speak plain. I believe you have latent talents waiting to emerge. One day, the people of Starhaven will soar from star to star, faster than light itself. And some will be great trackers, sensing prey on other worlds. My only question is this. Was Dawnstar a member of the Three Boot? Nope. Huh, interesting. Nope, not at all. You I know, I, I mean, I say that, but I don't think she... No, she wasn't, because... Um, because they did that issue. Uh, yeah, it was like, it had like with, her and Block and somebody else. her and Block on the cover, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they didn't appear in that book at all, except on yeah, that cover. No. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of interesting that they have this when... You know, he's, he's obviously using the information he got from Brainiac 5, but... Huh. Mm-hmm. Look at that later. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason that a Starhaven couldn't have existed in that version of the 31st century, but um, they did not uh, have any Legion characters from the three boot from that world. And this is definitely, I believe, before Final Crisis. Yes, I think so. Yeah. So before. Well, before he definitely would have had possibly known about the Dawnstar from that other Earth. Yes, that's true. Anyway. That is true. I'm going to have to ask Pony Badar one day if we have a chance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, He might just assume she was part of it. Yeah, maybe. But anyway, so there's one member of the population who is speaking now, and she looks like she's a bit hurt, like she's walking with a cane, and her wings are really small. Like, they don't look like they would work. They look like the size of, like, you know, fairy wings that you would put on, like, a kid's back that you buy as, like, you know, a little... That's true. Yeah. Goofy, you know, goofy gift, like, for a birthday party or something. Yeah. Okay, you know, I'm checking here. Final Crisis Issue 1 came out in 2008. And issue five came out September 2009. So, I mean, Final Crisis is happening. So, I mean, they could have met. But then again, also, the question is, but Supergirl yeah. wasn't with them. So how do you send this information back with Supergirl? Yeah, that's true. That is true. Uh, I don't know. That's like a Marvel no prize waiting to happen. But for Paradox. <laughs> totally, totally. But anyway, the this mem- this Starhaven uh, member is saying, I told you all the times I could feel vessels out there passing us by, and none of you believed me. And Doc looks over, he's asking, Chief, Wildstar is the shame of Starhaven. No man will have her. She's crazy, always talking about strangers passing far above our skies. And she always knows exactly where everyone is in Starhaven. It is impossible to hide from her, though we often wish we could. <laughs> I suspect her troubles are not entirely her fault. She may possess the Latin talents I mentioned, but I must test her to be sure. And Wildstar is saying to the chief, Night Sky, I beg you, if he can put a an name to the voices I hear, if he can make sense of the things I feel, can you cure her? My equipment is aboard my ship. Take her, then let us gather here tomorrow and you, that you may tell us what you learn. 
Come, Wildstar, you have nothing to fear from me. And as they're walking away now, she says to him, you can start telling the truth now. I know you lie about why you came here, just as I can sense the monster sleeping in your ship. Fear not, I would tell no one. They could not bear to look at me anyway, not with these feathered stumps. And if I can give you new wings, what would you do to soar beyond these walls, to feel the stars themselves course through you? Anything. But I have nothing to offer in return. Not so, Wildstar. Initial scans indicate you possess the tracking trait I seek. Promise to serve me and you will be reborn. And she tells him, give me new wings and I'm yours. Let me fly at last. And she is looking at, well, it kind of looks like a containment suit. Yeah, that's not going to go well. Well, I mean, considering the name Wildstar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Almost like you combined Wildfire and Dawnstar. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yep. Uh-oh. <laughs> and while she's looking at this suit, Dox is standing behind her with a big gun glowing like it's ready to shoot, <laughs> saying, I was hoping you'd say that. Oh, nothing good's going to come of this, that poor thing. To be continued. Well, to be fair, nothing good comes when you agree to anything that Pearl Docs proposes. <laughs> no. Nope, it does not. Ah, uh, oh well. Poor little munchkin. She seems like a nice, sweet character, too. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, again, he has decent motivations, you know. I mean, you know, when he tells Tigor, you know, I believe it's correct, you know, those they paid me to protect them. I will do that. The yep. list of how many lives and people I have to kill and destroy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Poor, poor, poor thing. All right. Well, I like this issue. I like to see it in Supergirl. Yes. I hope we see her again, but I suspect maybe that might be it. But I honestly, I cannot remember. I, I don't recall remember. either. Yeah. So. But I, I do like that. I like how, like, Brainiac 5 is trying to start with, like, one of the super fam, you know, Supergirl, Superboy, or something like that. He's like, this is yeah. how you started your Legion. He's like, no, no, no. The villains work better for me. <laughs> totally. We'll start with the Fatal Five, and then we'll work our way out. <laughs> oh, dear. Alrighty, folks. Well, that brings us to the end of the second issue. If yep. you want to leave us a comment or whatever, you can find us on the Facebooks at Legion of Substitute Podcasters.com. You can send us an email at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at Gmail. We're on the Twitters. We're on the Facebooks. Hey, everywhere. That's it. That's all. <laughs> Alrighty, folks, we will see you next. W E E K. V O G L I U P E R L E. Vog. Voglupog. Voglupog. I would play that game. Pogs are back. I, you know, I'm not surprised. I, I taught at a school once that was like a. A little time warp and pogs were popular there the whole time I taught there, even though in the rest of the world they had long died out. It's like so, the last blockbuster. That's right. The last blockbuster, the last bastion of Pogville. There it is. And now <laughs> we're saying Bagley Pog. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>